With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour, mes amis. This is Ed McGrogan. Back today with your latest Tennis in 10 podcast, your rundown of the French Open in under 10 minutes. And we move on to the third round now over in Paris. Not a moment too soon, as I've alluded to. I, I think what we've seen over the first five days, although there's been some upsets, um, I, I think the dramatics have been lacking a bit. And, uh, you know, I think you can chalk that up to really the reality that, you know, what happens when you are missing many of the star players, particularly on the women's side with Azarenka, Serena, um, and Sharapova all not playing for various reasons. And, you know, what happens when, when that occurs is you're going to get, you're going to see players who, Probably should not be seeded. You know, this is around the 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 low part of the seeds, the 30s and the, and the high 20s. You know, getting their way into that safe zone and and not having to play some of the better players in the first two rounds, and that's where we typically see some of you know the great uh, matches during kind of a a frenetic few days at at, at the slams. Um, I just think this French Open in particular has been lacking that. Um, so, you know, the third round is what we, when we see seed on seed action, uh, and the best one could be certainly Andy Murray versus Juan Martin Del Potro. They'll meet, uh, after Murray won his second consecutive four set match against Martin Clizan and, um, and, and Del Potro advancing over Nicolas Almagro, uh, Del Potro's, you know, his, his match, I thought was really actually the most dramatic point of the day. It, you know, not because necessarily of the play, even though they f- split the first two sets, but it's because of what happened when Del- when uh, Almagro was forced to retire. Um, he re-aggravated or re you know, re-injured an, a knee problem that he experienced in Rome against Rafael Nadal. And if you watch that match, you you didn't really understand sort of what the moment was that that tweaked Almagro's knee at the time, but he couldn't continue in that match. And he couldn't against Del Potro when he did the same thing at 1-1 in the third. Um, but it was unmistakable. He, you know, Almagro was on the court just sobbing uncontrollably. And uh, Del Potro came over uh, on, you know, on the court and also uh, consoled him on the, the bench when after Almagro actually retired. Um, just, you know, really just trying to, to, to stay, to have some sort of, um, you know, uh, positivity I guess in what was a very sad moment for Almagro who I I think you know was was felt it because of what had happened in Rome happened again here in Paris but also because of him you know making his way back into kind of the top 75 but knowing that he really doesn't have that many chances left to make an impact as a you know as a viable threat and this is you know his whole career has been 
uh, he, Clay is where he does his best work, and for to have it end like this was just too much to take for him. You know, Del Potro later told the press that you know, he told Almagro to think of your family, think of your baby. Um, you know, very powerful stuff from one of the tour's fan favorites. So, um, you know, assuming El Potro is healthy and he also looked a little worse for in this match, you know, his his third rounder with Murray could be fantastic. You know, Murray ends up getting by Martin Cleason in four sets. Um, great sort of stylistic contrast with with Murray the counterpuncher kind of trying to navigate um, when Cleason was running around his backhand and just firing forehands as hard as he could down the line. Uh, some points very, very pretty to watch. Um, although the ending, you know, leaves you a little bit wanting with, with Cleason leading 5-2 and unable to send it to a fifth set. Um, a lot of that was his own sort of nerves, I think, taking over and less about what Murray did. So, you know, again, sort of that, this sort of little bit of malaise over the first two rounds at the tournament, um, and we hope for some better, better tennis uh, in the third round. You know, on the men's side, otherwise, another upset. Um, Nick Kyrgios loses to Kevin Anderson in four sets. Anderson, a dangerous unseated player with his serve. Um, I think what Kyrgios gives us after Roland Garros at Wimbledon and the hardcourt stretch going up to the U.S. Open, where he can be so dangerous and, and has shown that he can be. Earlier this year at Indian Wells in Miami, where he's beaten Djokovic twice this year, he took Federer to a, a third set breaker in a classic match in um, in Miami. I think this is this was the year that, given what we saw from Kyrgios, his decision to bring on Sebastian Grosjean as a coach, you know, who will probably be with him during his time in North America, as as Grosjean is based in Florida. Um, I think what Kyrgios does is going to be one of the stories of the of of the tour, both men and women, after Roland Garros. Um, you know, other results from today on on the men's side: you know, Vavrinka, a straight set winner over Dolgopolov. He had a good day for the French with um, with Monfils and Gasquet winning easily in straights. He also had on the women's side Cornet beating number twenty Barbara Strix of a six four six one. Uh, Chilich and Nishikori also advance in straights. Um, women's side, it was uh, a much different story for the some of the top ten women. You had number two Carolina Pliskova, number five Elena Svitolina, and uh, number nine Agnieszka Radwanska, all taken to three sets, um, all advancing. Uh, none of the none of those third sets were sort of the the peaks of those matches. You know, again, kind of you know, alluding to what I say before about looking for kind of left wanting a bit with the slate we've seen so far, but, but all three advanced to the uh, third round where they will be uh, tested again for sure. Um, looking at the rest of uh, the other results today, um, Madison Keys number 12 seed goes down to Petra Mardik, three, six, six, three, six, one keys looking, you know, also a little bit injured in her match. She came back only recently, um, in Madrid, in Rome, I believe, um, to, you know, and still really kind of looking for that form from what we saw a year ago. And, you know, I think, you know, with that, I think it's, it's really time to kind of look at what the schedule brings us onto the third round. 
uh, starting tomorrow on Court Philippe Chatrier. It's a pretty loaded slate of names. Muguruza, Nadal, Djokovic, Williams, Venus Williams, all playing. Um, they're not playing seeds for the most part. Muguruza is. Yulia Putin save a 27 seed. But Rafa gets... Nicolos uh, Bechlesvili, uh, Djokovic, Diego Schwartzman, Venus Williams gets Elise Mertens. So it is hard to foresee, uh, you know, a lot of upheaval there. I think Muguruza will certainly have the toughest one of the, that quartet. You move on to Longland Court, Zabios versus Gofan, Shelby Rogers versus Kristina Wodenovic. I think that could be very interesting given Wodenovic's struggles already in the first round um, with another American, Jennifer Brady. And Rogers is a quarterfinalist here from a year ago. I, I do think um, with Denovich as a 13th seed, the favorite, obviously the crowd favorite will, you know, th- this will be another test for her. Um, and I think probably one of the more entertaining matches of tomorrow. Follow that up with another Frenchman, Luca Puy against Albert Ramos uh, Vinolas, two really good clay quarters there. Um, and I love the Wozniacki CC Bellis match, fourth on Longland as well. Um, kind of curious to see how Bellis's level measures up to Wozniacki, given that uh, Wozniacki is going to give Bellis the opportunity to really, uh, you know, shape the the points how she wants to, and you know, will the young American really get sort of uh, sort of frustrate herself uh, or kind of play the way that she needs to, which is really well uh, to beat Wozniacki, who's at number eleven in the seedings. Uh, court one, Carreno Busta versus Dimitrov. Uh, Steve Johnson's uh, great story continues against Dominic Team. Svetlana Kuznetsova against Shui, Zhang Shui. Tamiya Bachinsky against Anjibor of Tunisia. Um, court two, you have Serenko versus Ostapenko, followed by Raonic versus Garcia Lopez. In court three, uh, you wrap up the single slate. This is all that's left. Um, Vesely against Batista Goot and Sam Stozer against Bethany Maddox Sands. Um, it moves very quickly from you know five days ago with 256 players. I thought I heard um, on Tennis Channel that uh, 75% of them are gone now already. So uh, it moves fast, but I think we're I think we're okay with that given that um, I think we're looking for really I think the match that ignites this tournament. Maybe we'll get it tomorrow, and if we do, we'll talk about it here on the Tennis.com podcast. Au revoir. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.